This was supposed to be the year 5G, when we were all supposed to enjoy super speedy wireless connections. And then the coronavirus hit. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET senior reporter and mobile expert, Shar Tipkin. Thanks, Shar, for joining me. Thanks for having me. So yeah, there was a lot of anticipation and hype over 5G becoming a real mainstream thing going into 2020. And let's let's kind of rewind back to the beginning of the year. Um, you know, we were at CES. 5G was a big deal. It was poised to have this breakout year. What was what were people talking about then? And and uh, what was everyone excited about when it came to what 5G was going to do in 2020? Yeah. So I mean, so the idea was that this year 5G was going to be almost everywhere. I mean, not in rural areas, but basically in most countries, um, basically every new high-end device that was going to come on to the market was going to be 5G. We were going to start seeing more services that actually take advantage of it. So things that actually make you want it. Um, You know, it's not like we were going to have self-driving cars this year, but, you know, other things that other uses that could take could tap into it, um, you know, more home broadband, taking advantage of 5G, um, you know, just a lot of different anticipations for this to just really like take off this year where it's, you know, it goes from 2019. It was kind of the early adopters. If you just wanted, you know, if you really, really wanted 5G, you kind of sought it out last year. This year, it was going to be if you were buying a new phone, you were getting 5G. Right. And that was kind of the anticipation going into 2020. Right. And then, well, the coronavirus hit. (laughs) Um, And uh, things have changed. So, I mean, what uh, you have a piece looking at sort of the state of 5G and, and how it is now with the coronavirus. And it's actually somewhat surprising because it, it seems like 5G, the progress there is actually still chugging along, um, maybe not exactly how we had planned or expected, but what what is the state of 5G right now? It's really interesting because I started looking into this topic uh, almost as soon as the stay-at-home order started in March. And at that time, people had no idea what was going to happen uh, we didn't know how long we were going to be staying at home. We did not know what the impact of the economy was going to be, uh, you know, how many people were going to get sick, what was going to happen. And things were just super uncertain. And, um, you know, I kind of put this aside for a little bit, came back to it. And what has ended up happening is that the networks are getting built out. In some cases, they're getting rolled out a little faster because there aren't people out on the streets. There aren't people out in cities. So they can put up antennas. They can uh, tear up the ground to lay fiber. And, you know, so networks are in good shape, going to get turned on. Also, T-Mobile Sprint merger closed. So, you know, that was a huge thing for what's going to happen with 5G. And then when it comes to devices, those, you know, the big worry for that was a lot of things are made in China. They're assembled in China, parts are manufactured in China, and China was offline for a little while earlier this year because of the coronavirus. So the question was, does how does that affect everything? You know, we heard Apple say, that they were going to have, you know, iPhone delays for a little bit, um, you know, supply constraints. And, you know, that did happen. Uh, but basically, China's back online and it's now just like way faster with 5G than I think people expected. So basically, you know, Ericsson had a study and they found that 5G 
is going to have almost twice as many subscribers this year as they originally thought. So it was really surprising to a lot of the researchers I talked to who found that even when the coronavirus was happening, people in China were still buying 5G phones. Right. But that that is not what's happening elsewhere around the world, right? That That, that is a phenomenon in China. And, and to be fair, it got hit early on. Uh, it was locked down. Yeah, it got hit early on. It's it's back online. Um, you know, in Europe is an interesting case because... In Europe, like in the UK, there's been a lot of protests and people burning cell towers because they think 5G causes the coronavirus. Um, you know, also in Europe, there were supposed to be spectrum auctions this year. And those instead are all getting delayed or a lot of them are getting delayed because of the coronavirus. So that kind of pushes out, you know, a lot of these places have networks, but they aren't, you know, hugely widespread and they don't have the fast millimeter wave and they need to have these auctions before they can build it out. In North America, um, the networks are there. It's kind of just, are people going to buy any of these devices is the biggest question here. Like we already saw Samsung, the Galaxy S20, which kind of came out at the worst possible timing, right? As coronavirus was really taking off all of the phones that it launched this year. Well, you know, basically all of the phones that launched this year that people are going to buy were 5G. So, you know, and it also came out with some really cheap models. So that's kind of what we're seeing is, you know, every all the pieces are there. Is anybody going to actually adopt 5G? Yeah, no, that's a great question because it's these, these phones are still not cheap. I mean, there's still a premium on most 5G phones. I know the prices are supposed to get uh, a little bit lower going into the second part of the year, you know, as low as five hundred, six hundred dollars. Um, but what does the 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 smartphone market look, the five G smartphone market look like right now? Like, are prices going to go down faster than expected to compensate for or to account for the fact that folks are out of jobs and people are looking to tighten their belts? Or do you think the market's just going to kind of chug along? We'll see the five G devices that we expected to see priced the way that they're supposed to be priced even if they're, they are still come at a premium? Like, what, what do you think is sort of the direction of where all this is going? Uh, prices are definitely getting cheaper. Um, you know, like $1,000 is still going to kind of be that level for the, the high-end phone. And, you know, Apple and Samsung were kind of getting us used to that level anyway before 5G came out. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the high-end device. You know, the, the new iPhone is not going to be a cheap they're not going to like come out with the SE is, you know, their flagship pricing, you know, $400 ish. But we already are seeing a lot cheaper smartphones. Like Samsung came out with two 5G phones in the US that, you know, $500, $600. That's not cheap for a lot of people. But when it comes to 5G, that's cheap. And the devices are getting cheap a lot faster than 4G devices did. Um, you know, almost everybody I talked to said that this is probably going to have the handset makers, you know, some will probably change some features. Like Huawei added a temperature sensor to its new phone so it could work as a thermometer. Um, we're also going to see kind of a more broad lineup for these companies where they're going to have less expensive 5G phones. And the chips that are needed for that are available, you know, rolling out. So we are going to see cheaper 5G devices. The U.S. is always kind of an interesting market, you know. Samsung will come out with the same phone in Europe and Asia as here, and it'll still be priced higher here. But then there'll be like tons of promotions. So the prices may look higher, but then the carriers, 
because they all really want us to move to 5G are probably going to be promoting things and discounting things. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, are we going to be buying a $200 5G phone this year in the United States? No way. Um, you know, f- 500 Yes. Gotcha. And then you brought up Apple. Uh, and let's talk about Apple. Um, you know, it's widely believed to, to be incorporating 5G into its next iPhones. What does that actually do to the, the sort of 5G ecosystem and for really demand and awareness of 5G? It's crazy because I don't think a lot of people realize just how big Apple is in the United States. Um, you know, it's 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 huge. Basically, as soon as Apple releases a 5G phone, it immediately has over half the market, you know, and pe- the way that you know, people wait in line for the iPhone still. Like, I don't know how that's going to work in a pandemic, but um, (laughs) (laughs) presumably not waiting or socially distanced lines. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, as soon as Apple, basically 5G becomes mainstream as soon as Apple launches a 5G iPhone. That is what everybody I talked to said. Um, You know, everybody believes that Apple is going to have its 5G phone or multiple phones this year. Is it going to be, you know, middle of September, kind of their normal timing? Who knows? Have to see. Um, You know, it could be a little later. They have launched new phones in November before. Um, But yeah, Apple is just like huge for this market. And it's, yeah, it's going to be just a major player right away, particularly in the U.S. All right. So bottom line, do you think that consumers in America and Western markets will be embracing 5G this year, given all that's going on with Apple and these other vendors? Obviously, we're seeing a huge uptick in 5G demand in China already, but do you think that's going to translate into demand elsewhere, especially given everything that's going on? A lot of it really depends on the economy. Uh, So I talked to a researcher who tracks um, phone sales like from point of sale terminals, basically. So he can get to the granularity of, you know, this is how many phones were sold, this particular model, etc., And what he found was when the stay-at-home order started in the U.S., spending just dropped dramatically. But as soon as people started getting their stimulus checks, phone sales went up. So having a phone is not an optional thing, you know, especially when we're all working remotely. We're all very aware of the limitations of our home Internet service. Um, You know, we're all on video calls all the time, you know, having to conduct business over calls or, you know, if you're job hunting, you have to have a working phone. So having a phone is not a nice to have. It's a must have. And typically now that people are looking at new phones, you aren't going to buy a phone that's going to last you for a year. Um, you know, people are aware of 5G, even if you don't really have service in your area, if you don't really know what it's going to get you, you're probably going to, if you can afford it, buy a 5G phone because you know you're going to hold on to this for a long time. You're going to hold on to it for three years. Um, you know, and in three years, you're definitely going to want 5G. It's going to be everywhere. And I think we'll start seeing real reasons why you need it, real applications, real uses that mean, hey, you really need this 5G phone. So, you know, if, if people, if there's another stimulus payment, if the economy starts improving, um, you know, those could really help 5G. Conversely, if the pandemic gets worse here, if we have a second wave or frankly never get out of the first wave, that could really impact phone sales and impact what people are buying. So a lot of it is really dependent on what happens financially for Americans and what happens, you know, in terms of the pandemic. 
Um, right now, you know, everybody, you know, all the researchers I talk to are having to reevaluate their estimates like weekly, basically. Things are changing so frequently. You know, things had kind of stabilized for a little bit. We were seeing, you know, the country start to reopen and now it's like, oh, what's happening? And th- so that all of that kind of puts it in question. But it seems that if people do get some money, one of the things that they're seeking out is a 5G phone. Gotcha. And, and yeah, it's look, going back to that 2020 CES in January, we could not have predicted that we'd be in this predicament. And it's hard to say that what things look like six months from now. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you can't tell two weeks from now. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. So it's hard, I know it's hard to make a prediction, but I appreciate you trying. Um, and yes, there's a lot of uncertainty going on. Uh, if you have any questions for Mirshar, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out Shar's story on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>